0: Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to episode 89, which is about the water element. And since it is the third in the elements that we've been doing this year, you should know who my co-host is. It's me, Tara! Tara's back. Um, She wanted to do all of the elements this year. So you've already heard her on the two and then this one, and there'll be another one coming. Um, She was really excited to do all of these episodes and it's been a while since Tara was a guest and you guys have been asking about her, where she is and how she's doing. So here she is. Hi everybody. And she's, yeah, she's, she's alive, working hard and doing well other than it feels like summer has slipped away and right <laughs> there's like too much going on and simultaneously absolutely nothing going on because we're like back in semi lockdown. Yeah so it's still a weird time weird time
1: such a weird time
0: <laughs> but she is here and excited to chat with you guys and then so yeah, there's a, there's a few more episodes that she's planning on being on before the end of this year. So, But sh- we're
1: going to keep those a surprise.
0: Yeah, we're not going to tell you which ones. Other than the Earth Element, because <laughs> that's going to be the last one.
1: Well, fine.
0: You know one of them. <laughs> uh, but not the others. The a secret. I was gonna say, will I be on more? Which ones will I be on? It's a mystery. <laughs> it's also a mystery to us, to be honest, because we <laughs> really sort is. of like talked about it and figured it out before we you know, started recording this episode. But it all depends on scheduling and getting it That's recorded tough. and when we can actually do this. Tara starts getting busy with uh, it being football season now. So there's just a lot a lot going on so it That's all depends on coming yeah all depends on schedules lining up so mm-hmm. even we're not sure which episode she's gonna be on right it's a surprise to the world <laughs> <laughs> but we are here and ready to talk about the water element today yes. and yes, we, we are already did uh air and fire and we mm-hmm. set these up through this year to associate which season they correspond to, so that's why we are doing water now in the fall season, and we have lots to say about water because it I feel like it is the most prevalent that people are just sort of drawn to. Um, yeah, when they start working in witchcraft, especially just because air and earth are not like as common as fire and water and fire is a little intimidating to start working with when you are a beginner witch but water is very calming for a lot of people and easy to get and access and use discreetly so I think water tends to be a very popular element
1: I would say it's very popular for a lot of reasons um when we talked about moon water as one of the best easiest um ways to get started in witchcraft it really is based on the fact that it's water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Water is definitely one of the easiest ways to kind of dip your toe. Oh, I'm so funny. Um, into witchcraft. I should have known you'd do that. I <laughs> know. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about water and I think that another reason it's so prevalent is because it's associated with autumn and I don't know what it is about autumn, but basic. Bitch Witchcraft comes out in autumn and scores. And I love it. Yeah, Public I love it spice too. Spice And Witchcraft Light come out in just a plethora everywhere. Decor, uh, foods, candles, drinks. They're just everywhere this time of year. And
0: I am here for it. Yep. It is definitely a surge in witchcraft popularity mm-hmm. <laughs> this time. But I'm totally here for it too. Yeah. It. So there are a lot of different ways to work with Water. So we're gonna give you the associations but definitely remember that water can be liquid of course that's what we you know normally think of but water is also considered ice and steam Mm -hmm. so when we talk about these associations and different ways to work with it remember that ice and steam can also be used to represent the water element and those have slightly different energies and different ways to use them but it is you know a wide variety of mediums that you could use And water is a great carrier of energy. I think that's why it's so useful, not just as water itself representative of that element, but in use with other energies, like uh, carrying the energy of a crystal, for example. Water Mm -hmm. is really flowing and can move that through. And that's why um, a lot of people like to do crystal infused waters and those water bottles that have the crystals in there. Uh, because water is a great carrier of that energy. Yep, for sure.
1: Also, if you have like uh, any kind of fragrance oils or essential oils, mixing it with a little bit of water just makes it go so much further, and you can make it into steam, like you said. It's just got so many uses.
0: It does, and water is very uh, cleansing. It's one mm-hmm. of you know the first elements that witches in history really worked with. Um, it was for its cleansing energy and it can cleanse tools it can cleanse you in a bath but that's directly where uh christianity got baptisms from was yep. from pagans uh using water for the cleansing element and you know it cleanses but also remember that water destroys yeah. so it has both sides of that um energy so it's for a lot of people water is like a calming cleansing energy but remember that it can also be used to destroy a lot of people use water to you know destroy sigils mm-hmm. um, among other things but if you think about water as associated with floods and hurricanes it also has can have a very destructive energy to it too
1: or derechos they also have a lot of water and damage
0: Yes, you got hit with that. You
1: guys can look it up. It's terrible. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Tara got hit with that in Iowa last
1: year, right? Last year, just over one year ago today, and we are still cleaning up and repairing. So um, it's a hurricane-level storm without the hurricane inland. So it was fun. Yeah, strange Um, phenomenon
0: in the middle of Iowa.
1: It is. It's very strange, but it was very destructive, and water played a huge part in washing away several thousand trees and destroying homes and all of that. Um, and speaking of water being destructive, it's also associated with feminine energy, which I love. Because we can <laughs> come and we can destroy the world.
0: Yeah, isn't that the truth? You're welcome. <laughs> the
1: There's a reason. <laughs> so water is a feminine element, uh, has a feminine, feminine energy, which I love.
0: Yeah, I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, feminine receptive energy, which, yep. um, so it's a uh, in Wiccan traditions, it's associated with the goddess,
1: always right? the goddess, um, moon. It's actually also associated with twilight as the moon starts to peak. Um, so that's kind of cool. Autumn, which is why we're doing it now. Ta-da!
0: <laughs> and yep, he- and it is associated with the direction of west. Mm -hmm. and the cups suit in tarot which makes sense
1: which is also why it's considered associated with the chalice which cups was originally the chalice in the tarot set and cauldrons which is another reason why um beginner witches so often can use water so well because usually one of the first tools uh i know a lot of people don't like this term but baby witches or new witches get is either a chalice or a cauldron because it's so symbolic and so versatile and then they start working with water right away.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very um, intuitive step to to take, and mm-hmm. um, doesn't need a lot of instruction or you know reading, studying done to learn how to use water. I think we just kind of do it. <laughs> yep, for sure. So the colors that are associated with water are exactly as you would imagine. Guys, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, blue, blue, all shades of blue, you know, deep blue, uh, deep olive green, turquoise, aqua, gray. Um, all of those connect with different areas and different types of water. Yep. Broad, broad spectrum of <laughs> where you would find those waters. Just thinking about even different areas in the ocean um, versus what ice looks like, streams or ponds, all different yeah. colors of the blue, green, of- gray family.
1: I was gonna say the Caribbean Ocean looks a lot different than the coast of Alaska. So,
0: very true. <laughs> Just say it's
1: very <laughs> different colors, but still water. So that's why there's such a huge range in the water color associations.
0: And crystals are very similar um, yes. in that they are exactly what you would expect, which would be pearl, moonstone, because of water's association with the moon and tides. <laughs> Amethyst, tourmaline, opal, aquamarine, quartz—all things that are sort of in a blue color family or associated with water. And not—they're not crystals, but you can't. There are other, you know, natural elements that you can use to associate with water, which would be coral, shells, or river stones. River stones, um,
1: also seaweed, both dried seaweed and fresh seaweed you can work with
0: quite a bit using water. So. Yeah. And as for other herbs uh, they are lemon balm that which is like very leafy. Anything that's really leafy is associated with water. Uh, mm-hmm. Belladonna and anything that blooms at night like night blooming jasmine because again of those moon associations. Uh, periwinkle spearmint, colt's foot Lotus and reed. And of course, those two should not surprise you because they grow in water. Uh,
1: One that I was surprised by when I first got started is, and I shouldn't have been, is aloe. Because of the water thickening in the plant, because if you break off an aloe leaf, you can actually spread the liquid on yourself to soothe burns, um, among other things. But aloe is a very powerful water association because of all the liquid inside the plant And they also tend to bloom in the fall. They do. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you grow it indoors. And then it can bloom whenever you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The animals associated with water are fish, bears. People are sometimes surprised by bears. But just think of, like, bears catching salmon upstream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's what they do. Snakes, scorpions, seals, dolphins, seabirds. And horses and people are usually surprised by horses too, but um, you just have to look to mythology and pagan origins for that. Horses are always water-based. <laughs> all there's all sorts of um, mythological stories and history that associate horses and water. It goes back oh, a long yeah. time.
1: ton <laughs> of them. Well, and it's not that surprising then that the zodiac signs are the Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. So if you think of the list of animals she just gave you, that you can see the correspondences. Going
0: there, yep, Scorpios and yep, crabs Scorpio. and fish, yep, <laughs> very very true. And we've mentioned this before, but to use the zodiac signs, you don't have to be a Pisces, Cancer, or Scorpio to no, no. work with the water element. You may be more naturally in tune if your sun or moon or rising is in one of those three. That it might just come easier to you to work with water, but you don't have to be one of those signs. Um, in order to work with water, you can just sort of use their energy. I had, I don't know, a few episodes ago, there was a Zodiac signs in witchcraft episode and that went over the different ways that you can use that. And you can work with the Zodiac sign, that Zodiac sign while it's in the sun that, you know, 30 day span there, but you can also work with it while it's in that moon phase and it changes every three days or so, um the moon goes into a different sign. So that's a good way to sort of combine the water energy with that astrological element and work with water during those signs.
1: And we've talked about before, I'm such a Libra that both my sun and moon sign are in in Libra, but I'm not avoiding water (laughs) Like it's (laughs) way too useful. And I use it all the time in my
0: witchcraft. So yeah. And I'm a Scorpio. So I'm pretty in tune with water and use it a lot and like it and, which is, it's it's actually funny because I don't like big bodies of water. <laughs> so um, I like, you know, using water that comes out of the tap and water around my house. But I do not go in like oceans or lakes or it, anything like that. I have a very low as in zero uh, water to body count. Content people seem to have this like acceptable level of dead bodies that can be in their water. Like, people don't go swimming in a pool with a dead body in it, but there's definitely dead bodies in an ocean, and people go swimming in that. So, there's like a you know correlation there of what people consider like their acceptable dead body level, and mine is zero. So, uh, I
1: think that's hilarious because one of the reasons I'm so busy in the summer is I kayak like two to three times a week, <laughs> so my uh, body count water is uh, quite high. Um, I don't think there's necessarily people floating in most of the lakes and rivers of Iowa. I'm not saying there's never been bodies in there, but I know that we've found dead animals before in the water. You just keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, by Lake Michigan and the Chicago River. And yeah, there's more bodies. Absolutely bodies. Absolutely bodies in, in both of those. So, uh, yeah, I just, I don't. I, I like the water element and I like working on it with it, like in my own home. But as far as like getting into large bodies of water like that, I won't do it. Not, I not love getting into
1: large bodies of water. I love
0: kayaking, uh,
1: paddle boarding.
0: Uh, most of the
1: summer I spend on the water or planning a trip on the water. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: which is funny, exact opposite, but.
1: Yep. Like always. Uh, <laughs> Water is also the base ingredient for almost all magical teas and potions. And we all know I'm a huge tea fan. Huge tea fan. Yeah, so lots of ways that you use
0: Mm -hmm. I use water
1: all the time. I'm not avoiding that sucker. (laughs) I'm inviting it in.
0: (laughs) Uh, As far as other associations, the spirits. um, I mean, we did fish and and bears for animals. But for the spirits, they are undines, sea serpents mermaids, silkies, and sirens. So nothing surprising on that list either. And the planets associated are the moon,
1: not surprising there, Neptune, which I hope is not a surprise, and Pluto, which is totally a planet and counts.
0: Dara <laughs> will defend Pluto until the day she dies. I will.
1: I'm willing to wrestle for it.
0: <laughs> uh, and the magical uses associated with water are for emotions healing sorrow intuition fertility and love mm-hmm. but again people use water for all sorts okay. of different purposes so those are just some of the magical associations but you can use it in any way that you see fit for any type of spell work
1: yep scrying very very popular um like i said magical teas potions um if you're setting up an altar a lot of people have water on their altar in fact i can't think of a single person with an altar that doesn't have some form of water on it
0: yeah very true so there are quite a few ways besides just placing on your altar that you can connect to water if you're feeling slightly disconnected from it or Mm -hmm. just want to balance your energies and your elements um working with the moon is a very popular one because again controls all the tides um the planet so close association between the moon and water um which again you can create moon water but doing any sort of moon working with the moon in general but moon water tends to be the most popular and easiest one yep uh you can also along the same lines create solar water thunder and lightning water which are very intense for personal power i'm going Mm -hmm. to get into types of water in just a minute and go over <laughs> all of them but thought it would go over connecting first um enchanting jewelry we talk about in each episode um and the water is specifically associated with silver and copper so if you have mm-hmm. any sort of silver or copper jewelry then you can definitely use water to enchant those to charm them in some way um some people when they charm their jewelry will use one specific element that they feel most connected with and do that for all of their jewelry. Um, But some people do break it down by metal. I break Um, it down. Do you? Yeah. Yep. Water water for silver jewelry.
1: I found that for me personally, it works better because I used to do uh, moon energy for everything and it just wasn't holding on some of them. It wasn't working for me. So I started splitting it up by um, jewelry type and stone type, that kind of thing. And some of them just work better to hold different elements. Um, another thing to kind of be aware of is water can actually damage some jewelry, depending on the metals you- used and the stonework. So don't just let it soak in water. Yeah. <laughs> Always like a good warning. Just, just friendly warning. You'll destroy shit.
0: <laughs> yep. And that applies to um, crystals, of course, too, because you can imbue water with energies of a lot of different things but crystals specifically but um i talked about this in the health and safety and protection episode but crystals can leach things certain ones can leach mm-hmm. you know toxic elements into yeah. the water or the water will just dissolve them and destroy them if they are salt based so you do need to be careful and always look up the properties of your crystal before you plunk it into water <laughs> but, yeah. Popper can
1: leach into water as well. That's why I was saying be careful
0: there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely be careful because you don't want to be ingesting any of that, but you also don't want to damage the crystals that you do have. So just make Mm -hmm. sure you look that up. And if you want to imbue water with the um, energy of a certain crystal that's not water safe, like malachite, you can just put it next to it. That's fine (laughs) and it will will still work. So another way to connect with Water is, of course, ritual baths and washes, which is very, very popular to dry bath yep. and cleanse that way. But um, washes are especially useful, like floor washes, washing your tools. Uh, we talk about cleansing energetically, and we've talked about you know smoke cleansing in the home, but water mm-hmm. cleansing um, is just as effective, and some people prefer that over smoke or fire. So water is a great one.
1: I love me a good ritual bath before our ceremony.
0: I am not a bath person. No surprise there.
1: <laughs> uh, well, funny story. I don't have a bathtub. so <laughs>
0: next That's up. true. You don't. I, I forgot did, about that.
1: I, when I got my place, I loved everything about it. It wasn't until I moved in and every single person as a housewarming, I feel like got me a bath bomb because they know I like baths. And that's when I realized I didn't have a tub. <laughs> so, yeah nice out bath up Uh, I didn't I get you liquor because I know you better well that and we drank liquor then so yeah we did (laughs) it worked out well
0: (laughs) another popular form of connecting with water is scrying which Mm -hmm. is staring into a surface until images start to come with you and then deciding what those images mean so we've talked about scrying with Tea leaves and by staring into a crystal ball. And water is another popular way where you stare into, like, pour water into a bowl or onto a plate and stare into that surface of the water in the same way that you would a crystal ball until images start to come to you. It's especially popular against a black surface. So, like, a black plate Mm -hmm. or a black bowl or a cauldron (laughs) Uh, is, yeah, ta da, Um, is a very popular method of scrying because, again, it doesn't involve buying tools or having a lot of, you know, witchy items, especially if you're in the broom closet, um, Mm -hmm. water and a black plate are easily available.
1: It's also really helpful um, if you have issues with meditating to stare into water, um, especially with, against a black service, same as with scrying, but you're clearing your mind, not looking for images. You're just focusing on the serenity of the water.
0: I meditate with water. I, Don't usually have a issue just meditating. So, do you have the wazoo? (laughs) I do not. I do not. I can usually focus pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, that's not me. Another way to connect with water is, of course, um, as the method of destruction. So you can Mm -hmm. use that to destroy sigils and petitions. Uh, There are a lot of ways to, you know, release the energy when a spell is done. But a lot of times. For sigils and petitions, specifically, um, you have to destroy them in some way to release that energy and send energy. that intention out. And we've talked about, you know, burning those things, but destroying them with water is another way to do that. So people will, um, if they're, you know, environmentally safe, will release that into like a stream, um, or just let the water sort of dissolve the writing that's on mm. the paper. Or if it's a tiny little um, piece of paper, people flush it popular option (laughs) i have never done
1: that so good to know
0: yep especially if you're like trying to destroy something or specifically get something negative like a negative situation or person out of your life then writing that down and flushing it if it's like a tiny piece of paper please do not be flushing like giant pieces of paper down your toilet and then blaming me that your toilet is all clogged up because you flush paper no like tiny little pieces of paper i'm talking about or writing it on actual toilet paper People do that, too, and then wad okay. that up and, and flush it to get it out of your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I grew up not connected to city water. So if you are on a septic tank, you've got to be a lot more careful on what you're flushing. So think <laughs> of other options. <laughs> Very true. Well water and septic tanks are uh, kind of finicky. But I guess if you're in city water, I've never thought of that because I didn't grow up on city water. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Another popular way to connect to water is using sea salt. So salt is, of Mm. course, very popular in witchcraft. Lots of uses of salt. We have a whole episode on this, so Mm -hmm. no need to go over all the ways to use salt. But sea salt, obviously, is connected to the water element. So if you can't be carrying a vessel of water with you, sometimes sea salt is just easier to carry around for use. Um, So that's another way to represent the water element. If you don't want to be just, like, leaving a bowl of water out on your altar, you can leave a little dish of sea salt instead. And... Lastly, of course, is making tea that Tara already talked about. It's a very popular way to connect with water, but it's also a popular way to um, use the steam from that to mm-hmm. open your third eye, which yep. would just be like letting the steam sort of hit that forehead area um, to open up your third eye and do more intuition type work. Um,
1: and there are tons of tea recipes out there that are specific for the third eye, And I just want to give a little warning when you are looking into third eye tea, some of those teas are not meant to be drank. They're not going to hurt you, but they're going to taste disgusting. So please read through what all is in the tea, because I know a few people that have tried to drink third eye tea and it, it's not intended. (laughs) It tastes disgusting. And I speak from experience. So um, there are third eye teas that are meant to be drank. And most of them will say, after you hold it in, you sip the tea until your third eye is open. But some of them will just say, let the steam gather and open your third eye. Inhale the steam until it's gone. And a lot of times, they won't specifically say, don't drink it. But they'll say, once the steam is no longer present, your third eye should be open. That's a big hint. Don't drink that tea. It's <laughs> going to taste gross. <laughs> Excellent
0: <Head up>. warning.
1: <laughs> I just thought everyone should be aware.
0: Yeah, Tara's... <laughs> Yeah. Tara is definitely a act first, read instructions later that's type of person. True. I
1: read the instructions and then I think what should come naturally next. And sometimes that's not what comes naturally <laughs>
0: next. Yeah. So, so uh, she talks from experience.
1: Yeah. I mess up a lot. It happens guys.
0: Um, so the other well, we have a couple other things that I, we wanted yes. to mention because Tara wants to talk about Druidry, right? Yes, <laughs> I do. Her new forest study. But I want to mention the types of water, and I'm just going to run through these alphabetically. And as always, I will have the show notes at whichwednesdays.com and over on Patreon so you can um, catch these specifically. You don't have to write down what I'm about to say. But each of these types of water has their own um properties associated and better spells that it will work for. So I just wanted to run through those quickly so you can use these different types of water if you would like. So first is creeks, which would also be streams, um, which are very clean, so they are used for purifying and cleansing. Dew, like the dew that's on the grass in the morning, is connected with the fey. Beauty, freshness, it's used for health, beauty, and eyesight. Fog and mist are used for balance, partnership, creativity, and insight workings. Nice. Harbor water uh, catches water, so it's used for abundance spells and also prosperity, but also banishing, because you can think of ships coming in and out. So That's what that water can be used for. Ice can be used for transformational workings and releasing workings, like when it thaws. So it's not just the ice block, but as it thaws, it can be used um, for... That sort of transformational aspect. Pond and lake water is very still so that is used for peace, calm, self-reflection. It can also bring steadiness and slowness to a situation. Rain is used for energy protection and cleansing. River water is used for personal power. Sea water is cleansing because of the salt content but also for power because obviously the ocean is hugely powerful. Snow is for quiet, calm, and transformation. Spring water is one of the purest forms of water. So that's used for growth, prosperity, cleansing, and protection. Swamp water is nasty. Um, yeah. So it is very binding. Cool, and guys. Yeah, it's really gross. <laughs> uh, so it's very binding and can lock people or situations uh, into place. And it's very irritating to people. So it's definitely more on the... Painful side of workings but also for trying to like stop a person in their tracks or like stop their bad habit like maybe you need to stop somebody from smoking um the swamp water definitely the way to go uh tide or tidal water is for meditation and spirit work and connecting with the sort of in between because if you think of tides like going in and out um high tide it's like a sort of in between time waterfalls are for power energy and success workings and lastly well water which is for healing spells wishing of course and intuition so all Very. those types of water lots of different options but again um i will have those listed over at whichwednesdays.com so you can uh, check the check that list out again and pick which type of water would work best for your spell
1: and if you can't get a specific type as always Go with what your intelligence says to use. Like don't try and travel a hundred miles if you don't have a car to get to a specific Creek that has fresh water, (laughs) (laughs) right?
0: Yeah. You can make anything work. work.
1: Yes. Um, And as Steph said, I have been studying the Druid belief system this year. It's been really eye-opening for me and everything they have at the base of all the beliefs that I've been reading about is a threefold system. So they have three base elements. They do three levels of manifestation, three rays of light to illuminate the world, Um, but it's kind of interesting. So their elements don't exactly align with the four traditional elements that we've been talking about, but they do have um, an element called gujar, which literally means blood in Old Welsh, but it is taken to mean the water or fluidity as an element itself it's a source of change, motion, growth, and decay. Because you don't think about it, but water really does help with the decay process. And so it ties in a lot with what we've been talking about with the different aspects of water itself as a witch element. And so I thought that was really interesting. Um, And I might talk more about it in the other elements as well. But it's really a way to break down the world around us. So it's, uh, associated with ancestors water blue sea life it's also associated with the past which i thought was really interesting uh the half moon rather than a full or a new moon it's the half moon because it's a time of change and it's also associated with the branch of and i'm going to mispronounce this i apologize druidity dru, Druid, I say druid, and I can say that I
0: cannot pronounce whatever. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure that. We think it's druidry. Druidry is what If it's, called. <laughs> but if we it's, it's different.
1: Please let us know because I've been reading this book, and he gives pronunciation guides on everything else. I'm reading uh, reading the Druidry Handbook by John Michael Greer, and it's very fascinating, guys. But yeah, I can't pronounce half the things in this book. It's fine, but it's just a really fascinating breakdown because. Um, their water and blood incorporates more than the water element because there's only three rather than four elements. But it, it goes really deep into, but a lot of the associations I've been reading about correspond directly with what I consider the witch element of water. So it's just kind of fun to see how uh, a different belief system ties in so well with witchcraft.
0: Yeah, and Druidry is kind of Um, a difficult path to study because there's just not that much information because a lot of it didn't write anything down and anything that you know was there was destroyed because druids and christianity butted heads directly yeah and they were they they were killed most of the (laughs) the druids so
1: they hunted down
0: yes exactly so there is (laughs) not um, a ton of information and a lot of What is available to study has just kind of, like, been pieced together, but nobody's, like, 100% positive on most of these aspects. So definitely a tricky but very interesting and ancient practice to study. So if you have any interest in the druids, that practice, then let me know because Tara has been studying and we can uh, have her guest co-host another episode in 2022 um, talking about more about what she has learned (laughs) for druids and um, some books you can check out in areas to study if you are interested in that path because yeah definitely an interesting one
1: it's definitely a very interesting one and if you have a thing for languages i would say power to you because one of the hardest parts for me is they have so many different concepts that they've I don't want to say decided on, but basically assigned uh, old Welsh or Celtic words to describe or, or to define as. And I am not a language person. So this whole learning another language while I'm trying to learn the concepts has been a eye-opening yet difficult
0: experience. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can't really
1: <laughs> pronounce English words, guys. Like... <laughs> But yeah, that would be
0: it's like twice as much work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're very the one good thing about this book, and a lot of ones I've read, is they're very open about the fact that they're like, This best encompasses the concept we're trying to do, so this is the word we're using. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree this is what the word means, and I'm like, That's cool, but I don't even know how to say that word, let alone <laughs> what it means. <laughs> but it's, it's
0: been very fascinating, guys. Yeah, definitely something we can go more into because see that's you know the fun of witchcraft is that there's like constantly more to learn and study like you're never going to be done and Mm -hmm. some people can be really frustrated by that I think um sometimes beginner witches jump in like wanting to learn everything right away and thinking that there's going to be like an end point and be like okay I'm done I'm like graduated I'm a you know full-fledged Dwitch now and know everything it's like never gonna never, happen. Never. <laughs> never ever ever happen um but for people who like studying and always learning something new um then it's a really fun craft to get into because there's just constant new things you can learn I know nothing about druids absolutely nothing <laughs> well and I'm learning think- all my information from Tara <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say I think we talked about this Uh, briefly last year is it's good to have goals in life and in witchcraft and so one of my goals this year was to learn more about elemental work and incorporate more in elemental work and I just stumbled upon um, a druid practice that corresponded really well with what I was working on it just drew me in and now I'm studying it so
0: (laughs) yeah and I think that to
1: me and I'm embracing that so that's what witchcraft's about in my mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's, um, definitely things come to you in witchcraft when you need them. Yes. Like, I, I think
1: if- I completely agree with that. As long as you're open to it, witchcraft will constantly help you evolve your life for the better.
0: Yeah, and when and you're ready, because I think if Druidry had come to you, you know, two years ago, you wouldn't have picked it up. It wouldn't have no. been, you know, relevant at that time. So I think things sort of present themselves to you when they are most relevant in your life and most useful, which- is really interesting. Um, but uh, like a fun sort of way that it evolves so things just sort of appear on your doorstep.
1: Yep. And and like I said, this just happened to correspond with uh something I was looking into for my personal practice and it's just led to a whole new interesting path for me. So don't be afraid to embrace change guys. That's what water's all about.
0: <laughs> Excellent transition. <there>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't even make a pun that time.
0: Oh, look at tara <laughs> She was totally on top of her game today. Oh, it's because I had my coffee. (laughs) Yeah, she finished her coffee, or well, was in the process of finishing her coffee right when we started recording this. So it's kicking in now. Me sipping, I was drinking my coffee out of a really
1: fun, colorful, twisted straw.
0: Oh, well, it just makes it so much better, right? But that is, I think, everything that (laughs) we have uh, to say about the water element. But again, if you have um, any questions or need a repeat of the things that I said, that will all be listed on the website. Uh, And definitely let us know over on Instagram, which Wednesday's podcast, if you are interested in this sort of look at druidry not like a whole deep dive because that would be like no, impossible but no, if you would about. like a more in-depth episode on the druid belief system and practice um then we can make that happen in 2022 i have not really figured out what i'm doing with the podcast in 2022 but <laughs> but this <laughs> would help guys <laughs> i do know that tara is learning and studying so if you want an episode on that let us know and we will yep. figure out how to make that happen we're all about making things work <laughs> but- That is everything that I have for this week, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys. It was good
1: talking with you again.
0: (laughs) And she'll be back soon. Yes, I will.
1: (laughs) But how soon? Nobody knows. It will be a surprise. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.